Hello and welcome to TBC Equipped. We are a ministry of Trinity Baptist Church in Norman, Oklahoma. Designed as another resource to equip you so that you can engage with people and evangelize our world with the good news of Jesus Christ. My name is Curtis Winkle. I'm here with Ryan Polk. Hey, Ryan. Hey, man. How are you? Doing great. So we are talking today about the Wisdom Pyramid. This was a resource um, we put this out on the Trinity Facebook page on Friday and uh, got a lot of good comments and people uh, interested in it. This is a resource by Brett McCracken. So, Ryan, why don't you talk a little bit about the Wisdom Pyramid? Yeah, so one of the things that McCracken did is, he, in a, in a really helpful graphic, he just put up kind of a way for us to help, um, to well, maybe to encourage us with how we think about how we intake information, I think is probably the best thing that it does. And so, um, and so he just, it's just a good visual. And I think what visuals do sometimes is that they, they can reorient us a little bit and uh, help us maybe see areas of neglect or kind of ways to where we have, uh, put too heavy a reliance on other ways to intake. And so, um, so it's just a helpful way to, to think through this and maybe to talk about, or maybe to use as a, personal evaluation for how you're getting information or filling your mind with things. Yeah, I came across this uh, a while back. I think it's a couple years old, actually. But but um, just in the last couple weeks, this has really been on my mind. Is is It's been kind of posted around online. And like you said, evaluating my intake, because I don't know about you, but when the coronavirus started to spread and, and we realized this was a big deal, Man, I'm just glued to my phone and specifically Twitter. And if I'm not there, I'm on uh, the internet Googling, you know, symptoms and articles about this thing. Yeah, it's just a really easy, you know, when we're given more discretionary time, I think that we often find that how connected we are to our devices is just becomes a lot more obvious. And so, yeah, I think what you're describing is probably how most people are. It'd be really interesting to have everyone maybe, uh, if they have an iPhone, to post their uh, their weekly screen usage deal just to kind of see where we're really at. You know, each week everyone posts that just see where, how we're doing on that. Yeah, there's a funny funny line on Twitter. Was, the guy was like, yeah, I see everybody's posting about their routines. What I've found works for me is to wake up and open my phone at 9 a.m. and then to close it down by 2 a.m. So I, I just, I, that's my routine. It's worked for me. Maybe not you, but... Um, tongue in cheek. So this pyramid though, uh, this is, I don't, I honestly, I should know this more because I've got kids in school, but what you and I, one of the things you and I learned growing up was the, the food pyramid. So this is the, the, um, metaphor he's using here. So he's got this pyramid. I know you can't see this unless you've got it open right now, but, uh, it's got what, one, two, three, six, uh, types of intake that people have tend to have in their discretionary time. So whereas on the food side, we'd want our, our meats, our breads, our uh, you know vegetables, fruits, some of those things. And then maybe at the very top, just a few you know sweets or, or uh, sugars. Um, he's got it uh, done in terms of our intake. So Bible at the foundation and then social media at the top. So uh, we thought we'd just walk through these and just um, just talk about the importance of each one and what they look like. So so the first one, Ryan, is, is the Bible. Yeah, so this is like what he lists as the foundation, which I think almost all of us would agree with. Um, but you can't have something be your foundation and it be what you spend the least amount of time intaking. 
And so, you know, we do have to reach a point to where we ask ourselves the question of, okay, is is the Bible my foundation or is Twitter my foundation? You know, am I getting most of my information from God's Word? And when I turn to read something, is it picking up my phone or is it picking up my Bible? And so this isn't, I don't think it's a legalistic push to say you have to do it X amount of, you know, times a day or for certain amounts of time. It's more like the posture of our hearts about wanting to hear from God or just kind of, you know, all these other things. And so we, we podcasted about this the other day, Curtis, just about helpful ways to, to increase or make your Bible intake uh, more uh, consistent. And so that might be a good one for them to go back and listen to if they need that encouragement or just to talk about this with other people, you know, just to, where the Bible's the foundation of what we're taking in. Yeah, not just not not just taking it in, although that, that certainly should be our foundation and what we take in the most. Our daily bread is what he calls it. But uh, a good way to do that that we were talking about is is also to have an outlet and talk about what you're learning, talk about what the Lord is teaching you. So so start a text group with some friends, uh, you know, read through a, a book of the Bible together, um, and do that in community. So much of our um, so much of the New Testament was written not just to an individual believer, but to a group of people, groups of Christians. Even I was reading the other day about the Lord's Prayer, and He says, "Pray this way, Our Father." So even Built into that is uh, the idea that this is a community uh, of believers, and it's our Father, not just my Father. Um, so the Bible, our, our daily bread. So on that note, segue. Um, the second block here is the local church and and the tradition. So talk about that a little bit, Ryan. Yeah. So I think uh, the way I would handle local church in this for this particular podcast is like under a couple of ways. Like one would just be generally right. Let's prioritize that the gathering together the small groups, the D groups, the fellowship time, that that when we're together, we are worshiping together, but we're also having these spiritual conversations that edify and encourage. Uh, so I think that's, that's something for us to remember and prioritize all the time, anytime, right? But the other way I would look at it is like in a COVID-19 world that we find ourselves in right now, uh, that intentionality is really important. So it's just really easy to you know, when the routines are busted up to neglect some things. And yet in Hebrews 10, we're given the admonition that as the day approaches, we should we should be doing this all the more. And so I think we have to look for ways to do that. So obviously like what we talked about before, but are you joining us for Facebook Live and hearing uh, God's word preached on Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights? Are you connecting with through Zoom with your campus groups? And then we've just really encouraged, you know, uh, our church members during this time, um, find some people to talk with, not just small talk, although I think that's good too, just to chat and catch up, but also just who can you encourage spiritually? You know, who can you, who can you make a phone meeting with to get down and, and just share with what you've been learning in your Bible study time, those types of things. So you know, really focus on on connecting with people, you know, your body uh, during this time. Yeah, that, that call doesn't change, right? Regardless of our circumstances, that call to, to meet together, to encourage one another, to bear with one another, all those things uh, and commands are still there. So, uh, so important. One of the things that, that uh, McCracken puts in his article about this pyramid is he says there, there's more truth in taking the acts of the Lord's Supper, or excuse me, in the acts of taking the Lord's Supper, singing and praying as a church on Sunday than in all the articles we might have read online 
that week. And so I think about, you know, again, it's a wisdom pyramid as we're seeking wisdom. Where are the sources that we're looking at it? Is it in the amount of articles I can read by reputed, you know, uh, scientists in, in a week about this virus, or is it in uh, gathering as a local body uh, in whatever form that takes during this this strange season? Uh, okay, so the next block up. So we've got the Bible, then the local church, and then nature and beauty. Yeah, and this one is. Uh, I don't know about you. Maybe this is a. Uh, this one's kind of a harder one for me. Uh, not because I don't believe in it, but just, you know, I haven't, I feel like I haven't really developed this as like part of just the everyday uh, routine. Although, you know, one of the things that Karen and I've talked a lot about, we're just out a lot more because there's time to do that. You know, we're, we're taking walks where we've, you know, last week when it was warm, I think we ate just about every dinner, like on our patio and just enjoyed that. And, and, uh, and so I'm so thankful for like when people post pictures, you know, like and remind us just man, it's a beautiful sunset tonight. You know, I'm a, I love to go hunt. And the great thing about hunting is you're usually doing it. Uh, if you, if you go in the morning, you're going to see a beautiful sunrise. If you go in the evening, you're going to see a beautiful sunset and, and just, but not just being captured by the beauty, but we're being reminded of where that came from is one of the things and, and, and being grateful for that. So I know there are others who do this one really, really well, and I'm grateful for them. Um, but the important thing I think he connects is that nature and beauty is real. So we find so much entertainment from social media or something like that. That's just, it's not that it's not true, but it's just always painted in its best light. But you go out in nature and it is the reality of what God has created. Yeah, I think one of the one of the wonderful things about uh well, again, what is nature or uh, created beauty uh, created by humans is that it causes us to slow down and reflect. And so, um, of course, he quotes uh, the Psalms that the heavens declare the glory of God. So he says, get outside and listen. And so I've, I've noticed, you know, I'm, I'm so connected even more so than um, in in normal, normal uh, times, more so connected to my, my computer. And I'm on, you know, zoom and skype meetings uh a lot of the day and so uh, when i go outside whereas i used to you know i'd go on runs and listen to podcasts or music a lot i kind of want to just listen to the birds and and the wind in the trees and just reconnect a little bit uh with nature and it's been really really good but but yeah just it 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 causes us to slow down remember that we're creatures remember that we're not machines even though we're we're surrounded by uh, machines a lot of us uh, a lot of our day and, uh, and yeah, so, so art and, and beauty, those things can slow our hearts down. And this is kind of a fun time of year to do this, right? I mean, every day something new is getting green or something else is blooming. I mean, we're actually seeing all this change happen to just, you know, as God's adding color back into, you know, I was telling Kara, it's kind of a neat way to look at it when we're in the middle of all this that seems so bleak. And every day, like God's adding a few more flowers or a few more, you know, grass is growing prettier and all this stuff. So you know, it, it kind of, uh, these things kind of force us to step back and, and appreciate things we probably should have been appreciating, you know, all along. All right. I know, I know you've been chomping at the bit to get to this one, your, your sweet spot here. So, <laughs> so we got the, the Bible, taking the Bible, taking time with your local church, taking nature and beauty. Our next block is, is books. Read books, he says. Yeah. Well, this is something we both really enjoy. And, uh, and so this is a great time for it. You know, find some time, find some books, and, you know, just, uh, you know, one of the things I try to tell people all the time is, like, we live in a great, great time 
when we can be discipled by some of the greatest people who have ever lived. And so, um, and, and hopefully, and I think we, you know, we did this the other day. We shared some books that we were reading. I think we'll probably do that again. But so just encourage people to read uh, and be, you know, share what they're reading. I think that's a big deal too, is people are encouraged by that. And, and so this is a, a, it's a fun part of it, you know, that we can do that. And I'm reading right now. I mean, you're looking at my desk, you know, in here, got all kinds of books, but, you know, reading a little bit of fiction, reading some stuff that I wouldn't normally get to. And, and, uh, and so it's, it's, now I think it's fun. I think we should be doing that. Yeah, definitely. So, so McCracken says in the article, he says, um, we learn so much from books, not only the ideas in them, but the habits of thinking they cultivate in us. Books helped us be disciplined and patient to take longer amounts of time to process and wrestle with an idea. That can be hard in today's world where anything that takes longer than a few minutes to read is hard to justify. But believe me, 10 hours spent reading a great book is time well spent. And I think that's a sentiment we would echo. It's not only uh, the things that you're taking in, but it's the habits that it's forming and the way it's it's allowing you to be patient and um, think critically and use your imagination and some of those things that just aren't immediately gratifying like so much of our uh, our culture can be uh, these days. Okay, so now we're we're we made it through kind of maybe the heart of it, and he gets to the internet um, as the fifth block here. So, well, you know the the last two blocks, the internet, and then he moves up to social media, and I think these are just more like I, I think we need to have kind of a um, a pretty balanced approach with this, right? Of we should be very grateful for what this stuff allows us to do. So the internet gives us a lot of information, a lot of helpful things that we can do. I mean, we use it all the time, right, for maps and how to get places and all this stuff. So that's not something that we should – we're not begrudging that. But at the same time, we have to just take it with a grain of salt too and realize that not all the information on there is good. Not all of it's helpful. Uh, living in a Google age where you have the answer to anything is not the same as learning it. And uh, and so we just need to be careful with some of that stuff. And then – I think we also just have to remember that, like, this is, there's so much information out there that it can keep us from ever really resting or calming. And not everyone that you go to on Google is an expert, even though that's how it's presented sometimes. And so that can be a dangerous thing, you know, uh, lots of places that aren't good. And so it's just, it's just, uh, we should be grateful. We should use it to our advantage, but we probably shouldn't be using it as much as we do. Yeah, I think that's good. Uh, McCracken's advice again on this is to use it for specific purposes. I thought this was good. So not just to, to surf and see where it takes you, you know, and, and jump, jump at every clickbait, you know, article and that kind of thing. But he says, focus on trusted sources. And again, not just, not just surfing around. I'm, I'm so bad about having multiple tabs and windows open at a time, just kind of whatever, strikes me as like, yeah, that's interesting. I want to read that later. But, um, but narrow that down and focus on a few, uh, a few trusted sources. I think that's a really healthy, healthy thing to do and uh, use it for a specific purpose. It kind of helps, right, that, uh, or at least for you and I right now, that uh, there's no sports games or any of that stuff. And uh, so it's kind of cut down a little bit on that. But you're right, you know, like if I mean, if you wanted to, you could read about coronavirus all day, every day. And some of the information is going to be good, and some of it's just going to 
terrify you. Uh, and so we definitely have to be balanced with how you do it. Be specific. Don't just be on it to be on it. Yeah, and again, as we're as we're looking, we're up the pyramid now. So this is a narrow part. So maybe maybe percentage wise, this is a much more uh, a much smaller part of our day and our intake is is through the internet. And then the last one here is is social media. Um, use sparingly is McCracken's advice for social media. Yeah, I think that's good advice. Uh, and this is hard. We talked about this even before we started the podcast because one of the things that we're trying to do during this season is really use the church Facebook page well encourage people, edify people, point them in the right direction and these types of things. And so, again, I would just think, you know, like one of the questions that we ought to always ask ourselves is, is this a good use of my time or a bad use? Does it edify and help others? Does it encourage me spiritually? And if we can't answer the affirmative most of the time in those things, uh, then we need to really mitigate probably our time with that. I think, uh, I think social media has some real great things. It's it's allowed us to stay connected in unique ways, uh, but it can also be a little dangerous. And so we just need to, again, I think it's, I think there's really easy temptations here to put limits and roles and rules and all that stuff. And I think the harder application, but the best one is just we need to be discerning and we need to be wise and we need to be balanced. Yeah, one of the things I've encouraged my youth kids to think about is. How can I use how can I use my phone is how I usually put it. How can I use my phone to advance the kingdom? What what are the ways that I can use these mediums, these new uh, apps that are coming out so regularly to talk about the gospel, to lift up Jesus? Because that's often not the first examples that we get when new apps come on. It's like, oh, that's a that's a scary one. Oh, predators can use that. Oh, there's there's misinformation everywhere. Um, okay, yeah, be, be aware of those things and be aware of how it's affecting you and use it sparingly, but use it in order to advance the gospel, right? Just like when we'd find a new, a new culture, a new tribe that hasn't heard about Jesus, we go there, we kind of figure out some of the language and, uh, maybe it's not redeemable, but, but for a lot of, a lot of these apps, I think they can be used to advance the gospel, uh, because souls are going there. Yeah, I think that's really good. And, you know, I think a warning that comes with this, that, we need to be careful, especially during this time is isolation isn't necessarily healthy for us. And social media and the internet allow us to kind of isolate with just us and a device. And so if we're going to use them, sometimes we need to say, okay, how can I connect with another person on this? You know, how can we stay engaged with people conversing, FaceTime, whatever it is during this time of social distancing, but it's not just us and our devices. And I think that's a you know, it's, it's a challenge for parents. It's a challenge for all of us. Um, but, uh, you know, just need to make sure that that we don't allow ourselves just to be us and our device rather than us and, and one another. Yeah, which strikes me just as you were talking, I was kind of going back down the list. And I, that, that seems to be uh, one way to look at it is you go back down, there's more and more community, right, with, with the church at the bottom and then uh, the Holy Word of God, you know, the creator of the universe who's involved in everything. Um that's a much more communal experience than than just us and a device. So, all right, the wisdom pyramid from Brett McCracken. We'll link to that, of course, in the show notes as well. And uh, I'm sure go back to it because it's a really, really helpful thing. We appreciate you joining us, and we'll catch you next time on TBC Equipped.